financial legacy is really what I have worked with my clients closely. And to me is being able to do whatever we want to do mm-hmm. throughout our current lives, our future lives, and never have to worry about running out of money. That's to me what that means. While also potentially leaving something if we want to on to the next generation. Welcome back, Envisionaries, to the Dream Into Being podcast, where mind science, transformational psychology, and magic all merge into one. If you're ready to dream again and transcend the inertia of what you've known, then I invite you to join me, your host and Envisioneer, Cat Divine, in expanding the boundaries of your own fantasia by remembering that you are the master you've been waiting for. Welcome back, Envisionaries. Today's episode, we have another surprise guest expert on today. For any of you who have been following along with the Abundance Experiment journey, this is going to be such a crucial episode for you to kind of take another brick in the wall towards building your financial literacy and understanding, and at least at the very least, gaining some access to options so that once you start really accumulating wealth, you actually know what to do with it. So that's something that I'm in the process of learning. So this is such perfect timing to have this guest on. Essentially, what I do like to do, Hannah, if you've never watched an episode, is I love to offer my guest an opportunity to do a little mini brag session. So let me go ahead and start by reading your reading your stats and your bio so everybody can get to know you. And then I would love for you to share just like what you're what you are really proud of. Uh, it could be through the lens specifically of abundance, but maybe even some entrepreneurship and how you've how you've arrived at this point in your journey. I'm going to introduce you guys to Hannah Johnson, who is the CEO and founder of HLJ Growth, which is your initials. I love it. And (laughs) and it stands for Helping Lead and Jumpstart Growth. Uh, She's offering financial literacy education, specifically on insurance and financial planning. Her services include living benefits, which I'm really curious to learn more about, tax-free retirement, amazing, and life insurance. And her mission is to help people essentially create and protect their financial legacy. This is so important. As we step into this abundance journey, it requires a certain level of responsibility, right? With power comes great responsibilities. So just, (laughs) yeah, just sit back and relax. And even if you're hearing terms for the first time, it's okay, just receive what you can. And then you can come back and rewatch as many times as you need to. But we're going to get a little uh, financial expertise 101 today. So if you want to go ahead and just briefly introduce yourself, Hannah, and like I said, follow it with a little mini brag session to celebrate yourself. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you again for having me here. Um, Hannah Johnson, I did start HLJ Growth. And it was primarily um, out of the the main focus of just wanting to help people. Um, We are really not taught a lot of about money and how money works in our 
schooling in our school age years, unfortunately, right? Um, so unless you've actually sought out and actually went and talked to a lot of different people in a lot of different sectors of the finance world in the United States, you're not really getting the whole picture. When we start our first jobs, we're told, okay, let's just start your 401k. And I'm like, okay, there's going to be more than just one tool in the yeah. tool bag, right? <laughs> For different situations, different wants, different desires. So that's kind of where I started my um, journey because I specialized in commercial insurance for the past 10 plus years. And I, my business owners were struggling. They, they would have one family situation happen and it would completely take their business out. It would take their personal life out. Um, um, so I was like, man, there's really got to be another way to mm -hmm. set these entrepreneurs and business owners up for success. Um, so that's really kind of what led me on my financial journey of learning, not only for myself, but for my clients at that time, what other protections are out there? What other tools are out there that we can use that are a little bit more flexible and geared towards the individual? Oh, this is so perfect. And before we started recording, I was letting Hannah know that most of the people in my circles, uh, we're all, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this trend, Hannah, as well. So many people are kind of awakening to the possibility that they can take control and become entrepreneurs and create wealth in ways that we never dreamed of. Again, going totally against societal programming. So with that comes a huge gap of knowledge. And thank goodness for people like you specifically. I'm so grateful. I didn't realize until you just did your intro that you specifically focus on the entrepreneur, because you're right, it is extremely different being, um, you're just making decisions based on, how do I put it? So I was talking to somebody recently asking a little bit about retirement planning, and her advice to me was, well, the traditional way is, you know, uh, 401k or SEP IRA. She goes, but the problem with that for entrepreneurs specifically is that you don't know what you're going to make next year. You don't know what you're going to make yeah. five years from now. So her approach was uh, bringing it closer to home. So it sounds like maybe that's similar to your process as well. So I'm really curious to learn more about how does an entrepreneur, depending on what stage they're at, know what to do next? So it sounds like you have a lot of education opportunities around that, kind of taking somebody at least zero to 60 of knowing what their options are. Yeah. Oh, at least a few more. Do I tell you all the options? No, because there's a lot, <laughs> right? right? Um, but I do have some that I have notice benefit the entrepreneurs and business owners more than okay. the other things that I have discovered. So, and are just flexible. We need flexibility yeah. in our lives these days. <laughs> I exactly. Oh, this is so exciting. Okay. So I'm really curious. We all have our own personal definitions of everything, but I'm curious what your definition is of creating financial legacy. Like what does that mean to you and to the clients that you work with? Financial legacy is really what I have worked with my clients closely. And to me is being able to do whatever we want to do mm -hmm. throughout our current lives, our future lives, and never have to worry about running out of money. That's to me what that means while also potentially leaving something if we want to on to the next generation when we're no longer here. So that's what the definition means to me. Okay. That's 
probably the best definition I've ever heard (laughs) because I think what I've been frustrated with coming into this new space of education is I was running into a lot of ideologies that were about all the focused on the future and not about enjoying our present life and something about it just didn't feel great to me. I actually believe it or not, I did try that route and I noticed that I was so contracted and penny pinching mm. and saving that my abundance mindset really shrunk and I watched my income shrink along with it and I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. I don't think that's a coincidence." <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Right. So now I'm really learning to open my mind back up. And as I'm doing that more, uh, the reflection back in my reality is more abundance as a result. So I really love that you're taking into consideration the needs of the person today. Yes. And and tomorrow and uh, their legacy for what they can leave behind. That's fantastic. So one of the things that I noticed on your site that was really catching was the fact that most people are just one major illness or injury away from financial devastation. So educate us more more on (laughs) that reality. Hopefully not too many people that are listening have gone through it. I have, and it's very, very true. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Well, none of us ever plan on or us or our family members having a major sickness or injury or illness. I mean, when we go to the grocery store, we're not planning on getting in a car accident. Yeah. When we go to the doctor, we're not planning on receiving news of, I'm sorry, it looks like you have a lump somewhere. We need to go get that tested. Mm -hmm. That's not something we plan on doing. And it's really not something we financially plan on having to pay for. And that's where the struggle is. We know health insurance is what it is. It changes, it seems like every four years, <laughs> what it does and doesn't cover. Um, so that's where I said, okay, where can we take ownership yeah. and have that responsibility on ourselves? Um, especially with the cost of health insurance these days and not knowing or really understanding what it does and doesn't cover and really what you as an individual needs, Mm -hmm. how can we then have a backup plan when health insurance isn't there or it just isn't covered? And that's where I found living benefits. You wanted to hear about those a little bit more. (laughs) That's one of the solutions that I found, um, which blew my mind, can be that safety net. So much time is focused on, oh, well, I just have health insurance. I have health insurance. And then we start focusing on accumulation of wealth. Mm -hmm. Well, when something happens to us and health insurance doesn't pay for it, we have to tap into that accumulation of wealth, what was designed for our futures, right? Our tomorrows, not now. Well, what can we use without relying on health insurance, without having to worry about tapping into our future funds, What can we use now? And that's the living benefits solution. Okay, so exciting. Can't wait to get into that. But before we do, I want to close out this thought because at least from my experience and from, for anybody who maybe hasn't been in a place in their life where they've actually felt relaxed enough about their finances to even think one day ahead, right? So many of us are in this constant fight or flight survival mode. And what I found as a pattern for myself was I'll deal with it when it comes, whenever the disaster arrives, (laughs) that's when I will focus on it. And I think that's actually the difference between people who 
successfully build wealth and people who don't is um, the time horizon and how we think. At least I'm learning that for myself. So to actually start thinking ahead a little bit, but one thing that really got my attention that you shared on your site that I want to cover in case any of you guys listening would automatically think to go to a solution like this. I just wanted to bring in a little bit of statistics and some reality drops of why that may or may not be a realistic solution. So you have a a saying on your site that says, go fund yourself, which coming back to our personal power, I was like, yes, love this. And I think the reason that this is so powerful is you also shared that only 12% of GoFundMe campaigns actually work. And some of the statistics you sent me were really interesting. Uh, In 2020, uh, from Forbes, it said the median was 8,000. So was that 8,000 that was raised? that people were asking for that was kind of the medium number of what people were asking for oh gosh okay so based on that ask 7.8 percent actually met that goal 33.8 percent received zero donations one fifth got to 75 percent of their goal and one third got to 50 percent so in some ways how beautiful that that They were able to create some solutions for themselves, but hopefully you guys can see that there's a lot of holes in that approach and that uh, doesn't seem to bring any like sense of safety or security because you're kind of leaving it up to chance. So uh, if you can share just some basic key takeaways on, we'll start with the living benefits and then I want to go into the tax-free retirement and the life insurance options, but let's dive into this one because it sounds very fascinating. Absolutely. And it's perfect that we're doing this now because um, we call it living benefits awareness month um, is actually every January. (laughs) I know, right? So um, what living benefits are is it's a form of insurance where you can actually access that death benefit while you're still alive. So this is not life insurance where you have to die to use it. So your family uses it after you're gone. It's where you you and your family can use it while you're still here to fight whatever it is that you're going through so that you can still be here longer. I know, right? Amazing. (laughs) So where this came about is a lot of insurance companies were hearing that you know, let's say the father had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. We have great medical advances in our world today where most people are surviving their heart attacks, which is awesome. 10, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. Yeah. Well, what they started hearing was, man, it would have been better had I just died from my heart attack because now we're going through bankruptcy and at least my family would have gotten my life insurance money and they wouldn't be going through what we're going through now. Yeah. That's when the companies that um, I have found, they said, oh my gosh, what are we doing? This this is not a conversation these people should even be considering having. So what can we do to get these people that money if they need it to stay alive? And that's when the companies were like, well, let's just offer living benefits. So the living benefits are honestly giving clients access to those funds, that death benefit money. Uh why they're still alive. And I've heard story after story of how many people are still here today 
because they had that big pile of money to go get the treatment they needed, to go overseas and get the experimental treatment they needed, to be here still for their families. Oh, that's phenomenal. So essentially they would have to, I guess maybe we can get more into the details of it, but is that something that you set people up with and they would purchase a death benefit package and then that is one of the options or is it a full just living will package? So I I definitely can help people with Mm -hmm. that. Um, I do not do anything but that. So if they, if if people come to me all the time, I want life insurance. I'm like, okay, well, I don't do just traditional life insurance. I do living benefits insurance. So is there a death benefit at the end if they don't use the money? Yes, absolutely. It goes to their beneficiaries. But like we said before, we're not planning on getting cancer or having a heart attack or having a stroke or getting into a major car accident and having to learn to walk again or getting a hip yeah. replacement. We don't plan on those things. So when life throws us those curveballs, isn't it nice to know that the mortgage is still going to be paid, the car payment's going to be paid, food's going to be on the table um, because we have access to that death benefit beforehand if we need it. That's incredible. And just out of curiosity for us entrepreneurs, some of the things that are big surprises for us as business owners are sometimes things that don't have to do with anything, um, let's say medical related, but sometimes like business emergencies. So are there stipulations on accessing the funds? Like, does it have to be medical related? On a living benefits only policy, yes, it does. But for those business owners, that's where I recommend Mm -hmm. that tax-free retirement account. And in that tax-free retirement account, that is where you do have access without any fees or penalties um, to use in your business if you need to. Okay, perfect timing. Great segue. Let's go go right into that because I can see the value of what we just talked about. And then I was just thinking for myself, like you said, you know, entrepreneurship is, uh, it's a cycle, it's a rhythm, and we don't always know where we're going to be. We don't always know what we're going to be responsible for financially. So I'm very curious about what tax-free retirement can look like. Absolutely. So we know as entrepreneurs, we cannot have a 401k because 401ks are only offered through employers. So as a, for example, a solopreneur, maybe I've only heard of my options are a Roth IRA or an IRA, or there's even solo K. There's a a lot of different plans out there that are in the market. And as you mentioned at the beginning, you can't really plan because the market goes up and down, up and down, up and down. It's unreliable and it's uncontrollable. We can't Mm -hmm. control it. It just does what it does, right? Well, as an entrepreneur, we're already putting so much on the line (laughs) because we're starting a business and we don't really have time to make up for losses. We don't have time to really be like, okay, yeah, I can recover from this crash that might happen tomorrow because what if you want to retire in five years? If you wanted to retire last year, you probably didn't (laughs) because the market's been down and you've probably lost a lot for the last couple of years Mm -hmm. just because we've been in a horrible last couple of years because of COVID. Right. So what the taxpayer retirement account does is every single penny that you put in that account, it locks it in. There's no losses. 
So it really uses the power of compound interest Uh to your advantage. Compound interest is the number one wealth building tool that we have. And that compound interest, it doesn't change. It's been the same the last 2000 years. It's going to be the same the next 2000 years. (laughs) It's a principle that does not change. So really understanding compound interest and using tools that use that compound interest to the best of the ability Mm -hmm. is what we have actually done is in creating that tax-free retirement account. So I guess the the part that I'm super curious about is the tax-free part, because that's something I have never heard before, meaning I was looking into a SEP IRA was kind of what I was being guided towards. And then it was a little confusing because she was letting me know that I It reduces my tax liability now, but once I, you know, reach into that in the future, then I'm paying taxes and it just, I don't know, felt a little bit confusing and I decided not to move forward because I simply didn't understand what I was agreeing to. So I'm really curious what tax-free, what's the part that's tax-free in this particular (laughs) option? So you do pay money on the taxes today. Because are taxes going up or are they going down? I have no idea. Historically, they go up. Oh. oh, So every year, historically, taxes go up. Okay. So what the tax-free retirement does is it pays tax. You pay the taxes on the money today. Then you put it in the account. It grows tax-free. And then when you're ready down the road to Um, access that money, you access it tax-free. Okay, I got it. That's the beauty of it. So does it affect, so let's just use the SEP IRA as an example. Uh, At least what the little bit I understand was that whatever, you have a certain allotment that you can deposit each year that then reduces your tax liability for that year. So it sounds like this one is maybe a little bit backwards where you're paying taxes up front, which now knowing that taxes are going up every year seems like the no-brainer choice. Uh, So what does that look like to an entrepreneur? Um, Let's just say I, I chose to do something like that this year. Would that increase my tax liability slightly um, or would there be any liability benefits? I know we're all of the mindset as entrepreneurs that we don't want to pay taxes and whatever we can do to offload the tax liability today, let's do that. Uh I totally understand that. However, when we do that, when we want to avoid paying taxes today, we're basically deferring that tax to later. Okay. So I understand we don't want to pay it now because we're we're a now society. We want that money to now. We want that tax free now. We don't want to pay taxes now. Let's just worry about it later in the future. Well, then that's just going to be higher in the future. <laughs> and not only are we going to pay taxes higher in the future, but when your money is in a tax deferred account, which is great because it all grows tax deferred. Well, then instead of paying money on a small or taxes on a small mm. amount of money now, we're paying taxes more taxes on a huge amount of money in the future. Um, So if I can kind of tell you a story real quick, think of it as like you're a farmer and you grow soybeans. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you come into my seed store and you say, Hannah, I don't want to grow soybeans anymore. I want to grow corn, but I just want to try out a little corner of the field. So just give me a five gallon bucket of seed. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, here's your five gallon bucket. Great news. The government just came out with this awesome program where you don't have to pay taxes on this five gallon bucket of seed. You can pay for it down the road. Do you want to pay the taxes today or not? <laughs> well, I hate paying taxes. So why would I pay taxes? Let's not pay the taxes today. Yeah. Okay. But Kat, remember, if you don't pay taxes on this five-gallon bucket of seed, you're going to pay taxes on the six-truck load of corn at harvest time. So knowing that, do you want to pay it on the seed or on the six-truck loads of harvest? That's exactly what those tax-deferred accounts do. They defer paying taxes on the small amount, and you pay taxes on the bigger amount in the future. Wow. So this is really mind-blowing because... I am actually so grateful that I chose not to do that. I don't, I can't even explain it. It was something intuitive that was like, I don't think this is for me and I don't know why, but now hearing what you're saying, I feel like I can come into full alignment and it's interesting. I feel like the more education I get, it just kind of reduces the fear and then the right people kind of show up to deliver the <laughs> right information. So I'm really excited to talk to you more about both of those. And then I know that you also do work. Do you work with life insurance as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what the living benefits is. It is a life insurance product, oh, Okay. but instead of it being death only, you have access to those funds while you're still alive in the event that you need it. Got it. Okay. So the two services essentially that you focus on are the living benefits and then setting people up with tax-free retirement. Those are usually... A majority of what I do, yes. I do other things as well. Um, Because people that have their money wrapped up in a 401k or an IRA, that money is already labeled tax deferred with the government. So we've got to be able to protect that somehow. So that's when we roll those over into these things called indexed accounts, where they're, again, guaranteed never to lose money. So it really is building more wealth. Of course, it's already tax deferred money. So it grows tax deferred, but at least there'll be more of it and they won't go through losses. Oh, that's incredible. So that's great news. You guys, if any of you are in one of those tax deferred programs, that there is still a way to benefit uh, with, with without suffering the major losses that would come with it. And gosh, this is such a fascinating topic because I think you nailed it. We are so an instant gratification, short attention span society. And what I was mentioning earlier is I'm noticing that as my my time horizons change, meaning I used to think in days and weeks and months financially. Mm -hmm. And I think the average person probably does when we're in a survival mode to now I'm looking at months, years, and decades. And once that shift happens, um, our values change significantly. And it's almost like the instant gratification is not, it doesn't provide what it used to once upon a time. And there's such a um, significant internal piece that comes with this type of education and making decisions from this internal place of security. So, wow, this is really, really incredible work that you're doing. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Well, mainly because I look at 
I'm also very spiritual minded and I look at everything from a huge universal perspective. And what I've discovered is, and I've looked at this from many angles, all of the solutions that we're looking for are going to come from conscious, empowered entrepreneurs, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like the systems we have currently, their values are a little bit different and we're on some trajectories that are not looking so good. <laughs> yes. So the fact yes. that here you are able to serve those of us that are taking the big risks, like you said, being an entrepreneur is a massive risk in itself. So yes. that the fact that you exist and you can help us to offset some of those risks through these types of options is so exciting. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you came into my life and that I get to share you with my audience. So I wanted to come back to a couple of the questions I had earlier before we move on to some of your strategies. Uh, you mentioned that the bulk of people's retirement is going to the IRS. And so that kind of, I, maybe we've already covered it, but I didn't know if you had anything more to share on that because I did not know until this conversation that that was the case at all. Yes, it's unfortunate that people just don't know what we don't know until you're seeking out, what do I know? not know? <laughs> and then you run into people with, that have done the research like me and there's others like me. I'm not saying I'm the only one. There's right. a lot of others out there. But unfortunately, we're in a society where when we get a job or even if we don't, we're entrepreneurs, we're only heard or taught the 401k, the IRA, the Roth IRA, the SEP IRA, all those things that are in the market. And what people are not understanding is that's growing tax deferred. So when you take that money out down the road, it's going to be taxed again at that higher tax rate. Not to mention, it's not having the chance to really utilize the number one wealth building tool, which is compound interest, because of the roller coaster ride of the market. When it goes up and it's go down, it goes up and it goes down. That down, that loss that we're experiencing in our portfolios, it takes time to get our money back. And when we're wasting time getting money back, recovering from a loss, that wastes the time that we need for that compound interest to work. So compound interest, can I go over that real quick? Yes. A lot of people don't even know what that means. Okay. So think of it kind of like a snowball on the top of a snowy hill. Okay. Right? We pack a snowball on the top of a snowy hill. We let it roll down the hill. What happens? Gets bigger. It grows. <laughs> yes. It compounds on itself. So that little bit of snow picks up a little bit more. That little bit more picks up um, even more and it compounds on itself. Mm -hmm. So... The two main principles of compound interest is your investment, which is that snowball, and then the hill, how long the hill is, which is time. Okay. Okay. So when we're not wait, when we're waiting till maybe our 40s and 50s and even 60s to start thinking about, oh shoot, mm -hmm. what am I going to live on for the rest of my life? Yeah. That hill gets smaller, <laughs> and a smaller hill does not allow the snowball to compound and roll down as it right. as much because we shortened amount the amount of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when we think about in our 20s or earlier, okay, I want to start this retirement plan or this plan for my future, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Awesome. But when we put it in a tool where you can lose money, it's like as the ball is rolling down the hill, chunks of the ball is being taken out. Right. Or heaven forbid 2008 happen again and half of it's locked off and it's just disappears into thin air. Mm -hmm. Then you're starting all over again or you're having to wait 
time for that ball to get back to where it was. And what's the number one thing that we will never get back in our lives? Time. Time. Mm -hmm. And time is what is needed for the compound interest to work. So when you put your money in a tool where you never experience any losses, it compounds and it doesn't, the ball never stops rolling. It doesn't have to make up for losses. You actually get to utilize the full amount of time that you have in your life. We never know what that is. Right. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I have three people in my family that have gr- uh, survived over the age of hundred, <laughs> which is that. So that's awesome in my genes. Wow. But my dad passed away at the ripe old age of 56. Oh, right. So we never know when that time is. So starting as soon as possible and as early as possible, mm-hmm. even if it's $5 a day, even if it's just $100 a month, okay. start something, start that snowball on that compound interest. Well, You'd be amazed if you do the math that that little bit of money over time adds up to massive wealth. If you understand how compound interest works. And I can show everyone all of that on a one-to-one basis, but it's amazing. <laughs> oh gosh, this is so exciting. And one thing that I thought was really kind of adorable and hilarious in my journey was, and I'm just kind of seeing this as a broad stroke, is for some reason, I'm witnessing more people, maybe not until their 40s, at, taking this seriously and it's like oh man we just lost 20 years and what's even funnier is I'm going to uh, people that I know in my family that are in their 20s and sharing what I know and just being so excited about oh your life could be just so different and there's no interest like there's no uh, I don't yeah maybe it's just a, a lack of relevance at that age so I'm guessing that there's probably a massive audience in 40s and 50s and on that are ready for this information right now and maybe this will have to you know come in another form maybe they'll have to attend one of your workshops to find out but I guess do you have any words of encouragement for any of us that are just starting this and feel like maybe we lost some time but it's okay. We're here now. We're ready to go. Like, what, what are some words of inspiration? Well, here's this. It's an old analogy. I'm sure people have heard this before. But if you want to sit underneath the shade of a tree, mm-hmm. when did you need to plant that seed for the tree? Uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. At least, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we didn't do that 20 years ago. So when's the next best time to plant that seed? Right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can dwell on, oh, I didn't do that before. I should have done it before. (laughs) Or we can come to a place where we're like, okay, I didn't do it before. So the next best time to do it is now because now I know. Yes. Now I have the opportunity. I have that opportunity today. Exactly. Instead of coming from a place of lack because we didn't know about it before, we didn't do it before, come from the place of abundance of, well, now I know before. I have the knowledge and the tools now. So let's start now. Okay. I love it. And I even love what you just said about, you know, sometimes it's hard for us to think that we can even make a dent um, when we are 
oftentimes living paycheck to paycheck and maybe, you know, even in tougher situations as a growing entrepreneur. But the thought of $5 a day, I think doesn't probably wouldn't freak most people out because we probably spend that on a lot of novelty items, right? That may, that we could do without. So I really wanted to bring that point back that whoever's listening If that's what you have to start with, do it because at least what I learned, this was really exciting for me because I'm so brand new to all of this. I mean, I was in full-blown poverty consciousness for the first 40 plus years of my life. So abundance and prosperity are super new to me and I'm loving the experience and I'm loving this learning. But I remember somebody telling me something very simple about starting a high interest yield savings account. And I just felt so silly because I'm like, I spend way too much money. I don't even have anything to do that with. And she said, don't worry about that. It's not about how much you have to deposit today. She goes, it's about getting that account open and creating the muscle and the habit of doing it. And fast forward, I have so much money in there that I know I would have spent on just random nonsense. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, that's my inspiration to you guys who are listening is that don't think of it in terms of how much money that you have, because that will come, Uh, but do it for the practice of building the muscle of taking the actions that are gonna serve you to build the wealth. There's a lot of intentionality that it, is, it, it takes to start building not only a future, but a legacy. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have people to leave a legacy to in your life, mm-hmm. there's still things that you can do with that money to bless others if that's what you want or bless yourself later on in life mm-hmm. that you have those opportunities to do. So again, yes. Start with a little bit, build the muscle, build the habit, because yes. then it becomes a no brainer in your life. Oh, you my know, just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm so excited. Like, I can't wait to get on a one on one with you and, and start getting that snowball going because everything that you're saying is making perfect sense to me. So let's go ahead and uh, talk a little bit more about what you offer. So I noticed that you have a three-step optimized wealth strategy where people learn, discover, and choose. Can you give us kind of a brief overview of what that looks like? Yeah. So learning step is really just coming to the, the workshop. That's why I go over several wealth building principles and several other tools that might fit you, might not, your Uh unique situation when everyone's situation is different, but based on um, just the financial principles, these are some tools that are really good at utilizing those financial principles. So that's learning, then discovering, that's when we sit down and really discover, okay, what is your unique situation? What do you have now? What's going on in your life now? And where do you want to be in, in the future? Where and how, what can we do to provide you with the protection and the growth and the access to your money along the way of point A to point B? Because that's important as well because of the what ifs of life that happen that we don't plan on happening to us, mm-hmm. but they happen. Yep. Okay, perfect. And so... Is that the Money 101 virtual event that you offer? Is that kind of your the starting line for people that you work with? Yep, there's two different ones. There's the Money 101, which is what most people relate to when they want to go to because they want those foundational principles because we're not taught them in school. 
Okay. Unfortunately, unless we had money conscious parents, yeah. they didn't teach us those either and how to utilize them. Mm-hmm. So um, that is the first one, the money 101 and then the go fund yourself. They're very similar, oh, um, but they just cool. focus on different aspects of what might be attracting people. Okay, great. So they're actually two separate workshops, meaning could somebody attend the GoFundMe one first and then the one I want, like they're isolated, separate education or they don't or they build on each other it doesn't matter which one you attend first you attend both of them because so much information is given I teach some of the or most of the principles in both of them okay and people will come to me and they're like oh you should put that piece in the money 101 (laughs) I'm like it is in there but that's okay you just it was a lot of information you didn't hear it the first time I'm glad you came and learned it the second time yeah love it so tell us more about I saw on your website that there's a calendar of events. Are these live events? Are these recordings? What does that look like? And are people spending like an hour of time uh, just so I they know what to expect? Absolutely, yes. The Money 101 and the uh, Go Fund Yourself mm-hmm. are about 45 minutes long and they are virtual. Um, I, I, ha- I do these across the U.S. So mm-hmm. I've had people from Maine join in and I'm on the Western Coast area. Right. <laughs> so it's a little bit later for them, but at least that option is yeah. there for them to get the information. It doesn't matter where you are. I want people to have that information so that they can go and implement it themselves if they want to. They don't have yes. to do it through me. They okay. can empower themselves and do it themselves. The Wine, Women, and Wealth is, I'm assuming, the other event that you're mentioning. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that one is in person because that's okay. one that we we gather as women. Yes. You know, wine, Women, and Wealth. That's women part. <laughs> um, we have some wine, of course. We can't put it in the name and not sample some wines. And then we talk a little bit about um, wealth principles. Um, usually they're just golden nuggets and usually we kind of go over, um, snippets of some financial books that, um, help us. I know Jen Sincero, I know I always butcher her name, has a lot of, um, money books, um, that helps, you know, you're a badass at making money, those kind of things. Yes. Um, and we do several other books and authors as well, just because there are some great principles and people relate to different stories and different principles better, but they all basically come back to those three core principles that I teach in the money 101 and then the go fund yourself, Oh, how which is awesome. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely going to register for all three of those and Kind of just for a closing thought, what, and again, because you've been in this industry for so long and you've seen the ups and downs and you've seen the reality, what one piece of advice could you leave uh, the people that are listening today, specifically entrepreneurs with, what is the most important thing for them to take away from this conversation when it comes to building their financial legacy? Is listen to your gut. Kind of what you've listened, kind of what you've explained. You went and sought out these different products and just something was telling you, no, there's got to be something else. Okay. Listen to that. Yes. We've been, not just because you're female, but males too. We are empowered with a conscious, subconscious. Mm-hmm. That's kind of telling us, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. If something doesn't feel right, there's a reason. Listen to that and dig oh deeper. Gosh. Go find what does feel right to you. It makes sense to you. And you can always change. Oh, I already started into this because I just couldn't find anything else until now. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's change it. 
Yeah. Everything's changeable. Everything's fix- fixable. Everything. I tell my daughter, everything's washable. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I love how much feminine energy you're bringing to the topic of money. It's just historically has been a very masculine topic. Mm-hmm. And I that probably was another reason why it took me so long to engage because it was just a little bit overwhelming. And so... I love this aspect that you're bringing in that just tossing the perfection out the window and doing the next right thing for you in the moment. And I will say, I'm just constantly amazed at how the right people just show up at the right time. So you guys, if you're watching this episode or listening to this, there is a reason and please take advantage of the education that Hannah is offering on her website. And maybe you'll, you'll see me in there in one of the events that are coming up, but go ahead and tell my audience uh, where they can go to learn more about you and maybe even how they can work with you. What is that process? Should they go to the workshop events first get that foundational knowledge and then schedule a one-on-one or one-on-one or should they just hop onto a call with you right away? What do you recommend? I always recommend the workshops first just because it does lay down those key principles, which makes everything else that we do and we talk about make sense. Got it. Of course, if they can't make it to any of the workshops, because I know schedules and Mm -hmm. sometimes schedules just don't align perfectly, we can definitely do a one-on-one. Okay, perfect. Um, all right. Oh, and then also I the the virtual consultations is that I, I mean I'm just asking, is it 15 minutes or is that the full hour? I saw that there was two different options. Are they the same thing? Yes, they are. It's just however much time that they think that they need. We can definitely take a full hour, but if we don't need a full hour, then great. Gotcha. Um, but sometimes, depending on a person's unique situation, yeah. setting up that strategy takes some time. Okay. If we've gotcha. got money over here and over there and over here and over there and over uh, here, we've got to figure out and look at the whole picture okay. and then put a strategy to it depending on what you want. And some people come to me and they're like, you know what? I don't know what I want. All I know is I want X amount of dollars in, you know, 40 years. Okay. Well, right. that's a start. <laughs> awesome. But some people just don't, they're like, I don't even know how much I need in the future. I don't know. Oh, I know. And I'm like, okay, well, let's figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes strategy. It okay. does. And all the events and um, my calendar is on my website at hljgrowth.com. So they can go on there. And if you just want to do a 30 minute, who is this Hannah chick? Awesome. Let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. I'll pour pour as much information as I can into you in that 30 minutes. And if we need more, we can always schedule more. Okay, perfect. And just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing this wealth of knowledge and all of these resources. I'm sure there are so many people that are hungry for this next step and just simply did not know what to do next. So I'll include all of your links in the description box below. So please, you guys do yourselves a favor and get the education. You don't even have to start making decisions yet, obviously, but just getting that education and knowing what your options are, are going to bring you peace that you are going to need to release the energy to function as an entrepreneur. So 
This is such a key component in all of this. Um, as you are growing in your business, you are going to be responsible for more and more and more. And this power comes with responsibility. So this is part of that journey. But thank you again, Hannah, so much for spending your time with us today. And thank you to the audience as well for sitting and listening and hanging out with us. As mentioned, if anybody is watching this and you have your own transformation story, or you are an expert, especially in the field of abundance, please reach out to me. Uh, I would love to have you on the show as well. But again, thanks so much for your time, Hannah. It was a pleasure meeting you. And I'm so excited to hop on a, well, first I'll hop on to your events and then okay. schedule one-on-one <laughs> -on -one to get myself started because all of this feels so aligned and I'm so grateful for what you are offering. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kat. I appreciate you. See you guys in the next episode. And at the very least, hopefully all of this reminded you that you are the master that you've been waiting for.